and welcome to another Flatback 3 review of The Last of Us on HBO Now TV, Sky Atlantic or wherever you're watching it. The adaptation of the PlayStation video game and episode 3 dropped over the last 24 hours and how was it compared to the first two episodes? Very, very different is the best way to describe it. Very light on action but very, very heavy on emotional storytelling. This week, we find out what happened with Bill and Frank, and Bill being a character that we encounter in the first third of the game when we play through it, whether that be on PlayStation 3, 4, or 5. Um, and Bill is very much a disgruntled loner who uh, has set up lots of booby traps, has access to lots of different weapons and lots of different pieces of machinery to keep himself safe. He creates his booby-trapped town that you have to find your way through as Joel and Ellie in the game, but a very, very different way of telling that story in the TV show. We uh, start the episode off by basically finding out that Bill decided to keep himself hidden during the quarantine raids where people were picked where people were picked up uh, and supposedly taken to quarantine zones where they would then be killed off before arriving there because a dead person can't be infected as Joel tells us so instead of letting people be where they are and try and survive on their own it seemed that the army were taking people killing them so that they didn't have to face more infected now it's worth saying that Nick Offerman, who does a fantastic job as Bill in this episode, shows us really what Bill got up to in the years or the months mainly to start with after the outbreak and after everything sort of took hold. He corns off his, uh, corners off his town, uh, putting up an electric and barbed wire fence. He puts up loads of booby traps, including trip wires with shotgun shells. He digs holes. He sets fire traps. And it's an amazing setup, as we see, exactly like it is in the game. Of course, this time we meet Frank. And Frank, of course, is um, played by Murray Bartlett, who, again, does an amazing job. And it's worth saying at this point, in case I forget later on, that these two have an incredible chemistry together, a really, really impressive performance from both of them um, as Bill and Frank. And obviously, this is not necessarily the action-packed Bill that we might have expected going into this series and that we might have expected going into um, into this episode. Obviously, we haven't had as many scenes necessarily that we would have expected to happen exactly the same of course like finding bill in the program we haven't had the sniper scene we haven't had um the school scene or anything like that with bill this time around instead we got an emotional story about him and frank meeting each other getting to know each other and building a life together during a zombie apocalypse which did really make me laugh at times because they were sat in front of a a wood-burning fire they were having sit-down meals of rabbit and fresh root vegetables whilst out the side the fences there's a zombie apocalypse going on and we didn't see that we did see a group of raiders try to um to sack the village at some point um but of course as i say bill and frank putting up these impressive defenses they were able to see them off despite bill taking a bullet to the gut um Overall, I think this is going to be a quick review because this story was very much one that didn't progress the story of the series necessarily, but instead told us a really nice story about the fact that people can find um, peace and happiness in 
the most desperate of times. Of course, as I say, there's a zombie apocalypse going on throughout this episode, as there is the rest of the series. But Bill and Frank found each other and they found love in a time that you wouldn't necessarily anticipate it. And as I say, the chemistry and the performance between um, between Offerman and Bartlett was absolutely phenomenal. And we did see as well how they start their relationship and friendship with Joel and Tess. Obviously, Tess and Frank talking to each other on the radio, I thought was a lovely little touch um, that they then expanded by having i love the way that they have friends over um again during a zombie apocalypse and how that led to bill and joel's almost friendship um in the way that joel was able to trade with bill and able to give them um materials that, that allowed them to protect themselves a lot more effectively and I'm, of course, in the video game, you get to a point where you go and you find Bill and Frank has unfortunately already passed away and you find little hints that they were that they were together. You find a letter from Frank to Bill. But in this case, they go out together and we don't actually see Bill and Joel interact after Frank's death at all. Frank, we we see some years after the, the most well, the penultimate flashback. Um He's, he's very ill, he's wheelchair bound and he wants to end his own life. So they spend their one last day together in their little town um, and they commit suicide by consuming pills in a bottle of wine. And they go out together in their bed holding hands and as you know romantically as they could have done. And it was a really wonderfully told episode, a really wonderful story. I think that I'm sure some people will find problems with it. Um, I don't think I was expecting to enjoy this episode as much as I did. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I thought the story that they told was absolutely wonderful. The chemistry between the actors and the rest of the cast, including Tess and Joel, was absolutely beautiful and even the action scene was pretty good as well with the traps that bill had set one we saw kill a zombie one we saw set off um you know fire traps with angle grinders that took out a group of raiders at night um, and we saw bill standing in the street with his sniper rifle taking out the raiders as they were trying to get him um that's regal reginald in the background having a shake and um, but overall, this isn't what was expected. But for me, it was absolutely fine because this is a TV show at the end of the day, not a video game. The video game is fast paced. It's built to be fast paced because it's built to peak and keep your interest throughout. Um, you know, action sequences that you play through keep you more gripped than maybe the action scenes in a TV show. So they're trying to build up to this, as we've seen really successfully done in the Marvel Phase 1 to 3. Won't talk about Phase 4 as much, but building up to a crescendo of action rather than just peppering it throughout is potentially the best way to go. And I think that that's what HBO and what uh, Neil Druckmann have tried to do here. They've tried to really flesh out this episode as they have done the series so far, not to provide us too much action in one go. Now, I did say last week I thought they should have given more action as they were moving through the city with the leaning towers tees and of course they went through the the uh, the museum and everything like that I thought they could have done more but um, the way that they've done this so far has been pretty damn good I think the series so far is living up to the reviews that we were seeing just before it dropped I think the acclaim that it is getting is well earned 100% I'm really really enjoying the fact that we also without it being so on the nose this week I think that's one of the things I really enjoyed the most was that we see Joel and Ellie's relationship start to flourish a little bit more without it being so in your face so for example 
Last week, they would touch hands when he was giving her a hand up after she fell backwards in the hotel lobby, or he would look at his watch when they had had a small conversation or a look into each other's eyes to acknowledge each other, um, which was just really obvious. It was, okay, yeah, we get it. He's starting to see her as a surrogate daughter. That's absolutely fine, but just show, don't tell so clearly. This week, there's banter between the two. Joel is happy to have a couple of conversations with Ellie. He, you know, they have this great confrontation at the very start of the episode where Ellie says to Joel, don't blame me for something that wasn't my fault. No one made you bring me this far. No one made you and Tess take on this task. Um, and Joel sort of recognises that and says, you know what, you're he doesn't say it, but you can see from his body language, which is what I want, is that he sort of acknowledges that and he appreciates that point and that allows them to start to build this relationship and start to move forward. And I think that that's the key thing now is that we really start to see the fleshing out and the development of the relationship between Joel and Ellie because that is eventually going to be the big emotional payoff at the end of this series is what happens in the final episode between Joel and Ellie. Will it be as emotional as what happened Bill and Frank. You'd like to think it would be far more emotional just based on what we know from the video game, but it depends on how things progress so far. The episode ends with obviously getting the use of Bill's car, um, which we know they're going to drive out of uh, Bill's town and they're going to drive into the next city where if it goes anything like the game, we are set for an action-packed start to that episode and an action-packed episode overall. And it will be the first time that we really see Joel and Ellie in any danger, just the two of them. And that could be really interesting to see what the dynamic is like there as well. It is worth pointing out that I think that the actress playing Ellie, whose name completely escapes my mind right now, and I haven't got any uh, references in front of me, she's really coming into the role as well. Pedro Pascal, I believed as Joel straight away, but Ellie Ellie is really starting to come into her own now and I think this series is going to go from strength to strength. The more we start to see action scenes, the more that we start to see these interactions between Joel, Ellie and different characters and we meet these different characters throughout, the better it's going to get. Do I want more stories like Bill and Frank's where we sort of move away from the mainline story of the episode of the series completely? Not really, not at this point. But what I do want to see is more Joel and Ellie. I'm really glad we got to see the Bill and Frank stuff. Yes, it's different to the game. Was it any worse for that? I don't think so. I think it was a really nice episode that shows that you can find happiness and you can find something in the worst of situations. And that all culminates in the letter that Bill left for Joel, talking to him about how he respects him. But People like Bill and Joel are on the earth to look after something and they have a purpose rather than just being. And of course, the letter refers to Tess specifically. Tess obviously now being passed away, Bill not knowing that. That's an emotional moment for Joel. But of course, he then starts to recognise that he needs to do that. But Ellie now instead, which again allows us to see that development of their relationship. But that's just my view. Overall, Last week I gave it like, uh, sorry, first week I gave it like a nine, nine and a half. Last week was a solid seven and a half. This week I'm up to an eight for me out of 10. Really enjoyed this episode. Liked it a bit more than last week, despite last week's amazing clicker scene. But let me know what you think. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, wherever the button is. Have a look at our previous reviews if you haven't already. Thank you very much for watching and I will see you soon.